0: Success is subjective. Every one of us has a different idea of what success may look like. To some, success equals money in our bank accounts. To others, success is the freedom of time to spend with the ones that we love without the worry of financial burdens. We can all define success differently, and that's okay. This grants us the joy of the journey to reaching the mountaintops of our businesses, whatever that mountaintop may be. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-host and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Krueger and Allison Craig. Marissa Stone is joining me on the podcast today as a TMA success story. You guys seem to love these success stories and Marissa was an easy choice as our next guest for this series. Marissa is the owner of Marissa Stone Photography, a thriving photography business based out of Tampa, Florida. Marissa has been a member of the Motherhood Anthology membership since its beginning, and I'm delighted to have her on the episode. Now I present to you episode number 29 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast. So let's just start with your backstory. Tell me a little bit about you and how you got started in photography and what led to your business and a little bit about your business.
1: Sure, sure. So. I have always loved arts, been very creative. When I was in high school, I took pretty much, I think every art class that they had offered, photography included, which was film and the darkroom, And it was just amazing. But my parents were definitely very old school in a sense of, you have to have an education. You can't be successful without an education, which Nowadays I think an education can look different for, for anybody. I don't think it is a college degree per se. Cause I'm like, wow, what I wasted a lot of money. My parents said, you can go to school and then whatever you want to do after school, I don't care. Well, once you're there, you know, you're like, okay, well, what are you everyone says, what are you gonna be? What are you gonna be? And so I just picked, I was like, I guess I'll speech speech pathology sounds fine. That's what my roommate at the time was doing. And she was diehard, loved it. She had been um, shadowing therapists for like years and she was applying to the college. And I was like, what is that? And she explained it to me. I was like, Oh, that sounds good. I'll do that. So I, I applied to the college and then after that as a two year master's program. So then I came back to Tampa, still no photography, anything like that. Did a two year master's for speech pathology. Um, and then I had a one year fellowship that I did at the VA my husband and I, we were just dating at the time, moved to Mississippi, and I did a one-year fellowship. Primarily, I did head and neck cancer, and I loved it. Then we moved back to Tampa right after we got married. The next year, had a baby, and right after my daughter was born in 2016, I was working three days a week at the hospital, and I was like, you know what? I went to get newborn photos done, and I had no idea that, that it was such a process. I had, I got all these emails with, you know, at the time there was really only two. Laura Gattis was one I had reached out to her because her work was so beautiful. And but everybody was booked. My daughter was already born and they're like, I'm sorry. But like, you know, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a thing. So I picked up my old camera and started taking pictures. I feel like that's a pretty typical story, but started taking pictures. And after maybe like six months, seven months, I started doing some, you know, shoots for friends being like, Oh, an extra $200. And that seems like good money at the time until you're booking a lot of that. And you realize that you cannot stay afloat that way. I did that for a couple of years. I was still working part-time at the hospital doing speech and really wanted pregnant with my second. And I, was, I just knew I couldn't keep doing both. It was too much. I was essentially working two jobs and still being a stay at home mom, right? I was still doing the drop-offs and the pickups and the pickups were, you know, my daughter's only in school three half days. So it was a lot of juggling and I knew that I couldn't do it forever. So I was like, okay, how do I make this a profitable business? And honestly, that's when uh, the motherhood anthology opened up. And I really think it was just such a great resource to say, this is a business, right? It can be a passion. That's great. And it's beautiful and wonderful, but this is a business and this is how you are going to run it and be profitable so that you can provide for your family. And so that I could take a step back, which ultimately, This September, I left the hospital completely. And so I've just been doing this full time now, which has been wonderful. So I've had my commercial studio space for, oh, I think three years or three and a half years now. It's five minutes from my house, which is just amazing. And it's been, yeah, it's been amazing. So that's really, that's my story. So was that late scary, even after all these years? Well, yes and no. I think it wasn't so scary. I should have left probably two years ago. you know this has been my full-time job and a very profitable business. but I still felt this sense of I went to school for so long and I did I' still thirty three years old and I was like, I don't want to tell my dad, right? How crazy is that to still have that well, I'll get emotional, but that pressure to feel like, oh to have to make everybody else happy. so. I have a lot of feelings, guys. Um, Oh, I love feelings. (laughs) Yeah, I have similar. Being able to to just finally say, this is my life. This is like, you know, I'm the one that has to wake up every day and do this. So making that leap was, I don't think it was scary so much as it's just getting to the point of saying, I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks anymore, because you get one life.
0: (laughs) Well, does your dad did your dad know how successful you were as a photographer, or is it?
1: You know, I don't really I don't really talk about it that much. Like, I feel like I'm very very close with my family, but you know, I I don't really talk like finance and money with them. So I think my dad was more scared of you know another recession. I feel like he's like still struggling, like PTSD from 2008. So in his mind is like I left stability. Which is so funny to me because I look at it as I left and I have freedom because I'm in control of how much money I make, right? I mean, your business only works if you work. So if I want to bust my butt and be on top of it, which I should be all the time, just truly when you run your own business, I think it's such a different mindset of old generation is that's not stable. That's really scary. Whereas I look at it as like, I have complete freedom of how much money I'm gonna make, where I'm gonna invest my time, and what is my time worth. Because mm-hmm. at the hospital, like you're telling me my time was worth $45 an hour, was not, like, my time was worth more than that. I'm, I was losing money every time I was walking in there.
0: I feel so, like there's, there's such a shift, when, and you were talking about like a college degree and getting a degree and education. Right. And, um, like we're homeschool, a homeschool family, which I never would have thought in a million years, yeah. we would homeschool. but it has opened it. my eyes so much to just, and being an entrepreneur too, and always being one. I mean, I have a degree, um, but I don't use it. And
1: That's my great. daughter,
0: you know, I paid for three years of college with her and she said, this is not for me. And she is a I never know the terminology. She's a hair stylist. I think that's the proper terminology, yes, and she love it. And she's making more than she would have made with her degree, and loving life, and is so happy. And so now I have a son that's a senior this year, and he's kind of got the entrepreneurial bug too. And yeah, you no, know, my advice is just like
1: do it, like
0: go, you chase your dreams. Like
1: yes, well, they're so lucky to have you because that is. I always say, I'm like, that is like my Ted talk, right? Is you can make money doing anything one and two, you get one life. So it doesn't have to look like what everybody thinks it was going to look like, right? Things change. You change. That would be scary if you were the same person that you were 10 years ago, right? Or 15 years ago. So I think for me, I feel like just constantly learning and looking at, I mean, I didn't go to school for this. I didn't even go to school for business. So to say, you know, I started from, from charging, you know, $200 and feeling like, woo, this is good money. And then having a little studio in our house. Um, I did that for a year to, you know, fast forward. I remember like maybe it was three or four years ago at the beginning of every year. I was just right down, you know, maybe not January 1st, but usually within January, a list of goals. And they're usually... They sound so ludicrous when I'm writing them down. I don't even want to say them out loud. But I will tell you, at the end of every year when I go back and look, they always, I've met all of them. And I remember three years ago, I think it was, I was like, you know, I'm going to make six figures with my photography business. That was, and at the time, I think I had only, I was charging $250, $300. And it had only been like maybe six or seven months since I had switched to a session fee and then pricing pricing things a la carte and pricing my digitals together and where they should have been the whole time. So I had been doing that for, you know, seven, eight months and I was saying, okay, I'm gonna make six figures. And that seems so crazy. But then fast forward and you do it and you're like, wow, you can do what you love, run it as a business, and you don't have to go to school for it. Right. I think there is just okay. limitless Education out there, if you're willing to put the time in, you have to be willing to work. And I think I was talking to my girlfriend earlier and I said, I also don't want to say, I don't want to like glorify this hustle culture, right? Because I, 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 it's not glorious, but I also think there's a time where you have to put the hustle in to get to that really stable part where you can say, okay. This is where we're at. And I'm, you know, not, I wouldn't be charging $200 a session ever. I don't ever do that. Don't do that. You do have to work really hard to get there, but you can get there if you're willing to put the time in.
0: And this, this is going to sound like a shameless plug for TMA, but you know, you started charging $200, you know, we all have to start somewhere like right, right. you started. And that's the important part. So many people have dreams and goals and they're afraid to take the first step, you know? And when I talk to people that I know and they have like, I want to do something and like, right. what do I do? Where do I start? Like, I'm really nudging my daughter to do something beyond Yeah. She came to me the other day and she said, "Mom, my book is full. Aren't you proud?" And I, I'm like, "I'm so proud, but you know what? Now you're capped. Like you have no more hours in your day. So you know.
1: Yeah.
0: And so what are you going to do now? Like yeah. I, I remember that feeling, and I'm sure you do too. Like I'm out of hours. I can shoot no more sessions. I yeah. have no more energy, and I can't keep this pace up for the rest of my life. And that's when I, so many people had that like
1: breakdown. I, I mean, I could, exactly. not, I could not agree more. And I think, again, this goes with TMA has the library of education. So if you're wanting to learn and you're wanting to put the time in to do that and put it into your business, it's there. It's literally at your fingertips. But I think it's really important to remember is kind of, you know, going off of what you were saying is that, yes, you, you know, there's only so many hours in a day, Right. right. But at the same time, I look at it as there's a lot of, in our field, motherhood photographers, right? It's about serving moms. I love that, that's great. That's not my business, right? I am a busy mom. I am a mom with two little kids and I'm running a business and I have a husband and I have a family and I have hobbies and things that I love on the side. So I love that that's like some, that I, I love that for others, but for me, it was taking that information taking that knowledge and then also saying what is my business because my business isn't what everybody else's is right you have to set yourself apart in that same realm i think whereas i look at it as like i am a busy mom so what i can provide is my skill and a great experience and being able to catch emotion and being able for you guys to come to this and have a wardrobe and all these things but and have that connection with my clients that I think that is truly why I ended up loving. I shot a few weddings and I said, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. But when I had my daughter, I was the first of most of my friends to have kids. And I was just like, wow, this is hard. What did I do? And as excited as I was to be a mom, it was all I ever wanted. I felt like I was also going through this like grieving process of grieving your old life and your independence. And I was like, hey, no one talks about this. Like, what do we, what's going on? So I think being able to, you know, follow these clients from maternity to newborn and connect with them at those sessions and sit with them while they're nursing if they want me to, or bring them water while they're, you know, toddlers having a tantrum, whatever that is. So I think TMA has all of the bones, right, for you to be able to have the successful business. But I think it's really important that everyone remembers and says, okay, my business doesn't have to look like what everybody else's does. Because that's not, you, you still have to be, you know, genuine and true to yourself in that too, I think, for me, anyways.
0: So for those that are listening that don't know, so inside the membership, there's a whole library of educational pieces. And you are one of our educators, you have a piece in there on intimate maternity session. Yep. But so many people that join say that the most valuable part of the membership is the private Facebook group, because like you're saying, absolutely inside of that community, like you said, like you have a vision of what you want your business to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there, I promise you, whatever that vision is, whether, you know, you have like all the time in the world to serve moms and spend time or like you said, like there are people in there doing it.
1: Right. For me, I couldn't. I was like, I'm here, you know, I was working at the hospital, I had two young kids, my daughter's only in daycare a half day, my son was home all the time. So I was like, "Hmm." okay, so I'm a stay at home mom, I'm working, you know, during a pandemic, at the hospital with COVID patients for two years straight, while also running a photography business and trying to keep these two things separate, right? I felt like my photography clients didn't want to know that I was just on the COVID unit, right the day before. So it was Essentially living these like two very separate lives right. that I think, you know, for me was very eye opening to what my business really was about, which right. was connection with my clients and being able to provide them with timeless memories that they're going to look back on 15 years 20 years and they're not going to remember you know their daughter crying for 45 minutes because their sock feels weird on their toe before we take the picture right that because that's that's also real life and that that's that's what's you know happening but to remember these like very small like moments of joy i think is really important
0: I think TMA teaches that we just want you to have a profitable, sustainable, Absolute,
1: absolutely.
0: whatever yeah. route you get to, yeah. to that, it doesn't matter. And there are people inside that community that can help you get there. So absolutely. So tell me thinking back on your business, like what do you wish that you knew
1: when you first started? Boundaries. You can have boundaries, right? You can have them in your personal life. You can have them in your business. You can have them with clients. And boundaries aren't a bad thing i think people feel so scared to say no to say i don't want to shoot on a weekend i'm not going to give up my saturdays my sundays so for you know a couple years again that's what i also had to do at the time because i was working so much during the week and i had two small kids so it was when my husband could watch the kids and then i would go and do sessions and i just over time realized that's not going to work anymore. And I was scared to tell clients, I don't shoot on the weekends, I shoot, I am typically in my studio or doing admin on Mondays and Fridays. And then I'm either in the studio or shooting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and weekends are for my family, just like weekends are for their family. Mm -hmm. So I was so scared. I've had honestly like zero kickback. I'll have clients ask for a weekend and I give the same answer, which is, I'm in, you know, I do admin work Monday, Fridays, and I shoot Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Weekends are for my family. I'm so glad, you know, I have, you know, my clients can respect that. Like that's. I feel like that's
0: the magic response. Once you tell them that weekends are for your family, there's no argument. No
1: one is going to argue with that. Right. And also it's just, I remember, I think it was probably a couple months ago. I want to say like, oh, I read it. I'll be honest. I think I saw it on TikTok, but it was someone saying that no is a complete sentence right? Just, you don't, you also don't have to tell somebody why you don't just know if that's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for your business. That's okay. But at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. If my, my honest response is the weekends are for my family. That is sacred time for me. I like being at my house with them. That's just, that's a boundary. I wish I would have done that sooner. Don't you feel that people respect you more? With, with Absolutely. Boundaries. I think people are like, oh, you're a business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have hours? That's crazy. That's you know, it. no, I'm not going to answer, you know, my email at 10 o'clock at night. I love that some people can, I have, you know, friends in other areas too, not just photography that that's, they are on their phone, they're emailing, they're doing all these things. And I'm like, that is great for you. That doesn't work for me. You know, I'm an early riser. So for me, I'm like, honestly, after 3 p.m., I'm done. I am. (laughs) I work like the unconventional at 4.30 AM to three, like I'm done. And then I'm with my family in the evenings and on the weekends.
0: Do you think there was a big shift somewhere along the path in your business? Like, was there a something that happened or something you changed that really made all the difference?
1: I truly was just making the change to chart to say I always ran it like it was a profitable business, right? But I feel like because I wasn't charging what I should have been charging, there's still like this level. And I don't mean this to any, I don't mean this in a negative way. This is for me. I feel like there was a really big shift when I finally started charging what I should have been charging, right? To be a profitable business. When I sat down and I looked at my cost of doing business, what is my time, right? My time, my talent, what is that worth because if i'm investing you know 10 hours into this one session that's 10 hours and i cannot put anywhere else so it needs to be priced accordingly so when i finally made that shift and i priced myself there you realize or i realized your clients respect you a lot more i feel like because it's a big investment for them so i think that there was a huge shift when I said, okay, I'm going to charge what I should have been charging all along. And now I have these clients that are happily spending money and investing with me and thanking me for, you know, the experience for the artwork for, for memories that they're going to have forever. And it's not like I was so, I was just so scared to tell somebody, you know, what I, you know, what my prices were like, why was it a significant jump when you changed pricing? It, It was. So I went from I think it was four hundred dollars. Four fifty would be a newborn session, right? With client wardrobe that I was traveling to a client's house with, and then that included I think fifteen digital files, and they got to choose like two eight by ten prints. It was I always really, really valued prints, but when you sit down, I'm like looking at what I was charging. I'm like, oh my god, I'm making less than minimum wage, significantly less than minimum wage. So I went from four fifty. To $250 session fee, and then my digitals were $1,200. So, and then my maternity was another $500, included five digital files, and then so I can was- choose to upgrade. So I was making essentially I went from $450 a session to about $2,000 for a newborn session.
0: Was there a lull when you when you raised prices?
1: Um. So the way that I did it, I had booked out already for pretty much. Three months. And so when I made that shift, there really was not so much of a lull in my busyness, right? So I was still posting. It didn't look like people weren't booking. It looked like more people were booking after I had raised my prices. So I think that was part of it. It was slower at first. I also didn't have my studio at the time. So what I needed to be making was a little bit less, too. But I would say, not really. I had my son on Christmas in 2018 I had raised my prices in October of 2018 and when he was I think like nine days old or seven days old I shot a newborn session with him and like my baby carrier with somebody that I had known a long time for my new with my new prices and I told her I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna feel up to it I you know I don't I'm not sure and she's I had two clients old clients booked me during that next month so I literally had my son like strapped to my chest booking a newborn session with my new prices so i not a huge lull but i also think in business and photography even for me you know you'll have this period where you're like oh my gosh i haven't had you know an inquiry in a week and you start for me i I get a little nervous and all of a sudden i get six inquiries you know the the following day and i book you know five memberships and then you're like okay um so as long for me i feel like as long as you're still putting the work in on your end there's still going to be maybe not lulls, right? But ebbs and flows in business, just like there is in life. And so as long as you're doing the work on your end, that's all you can do. You just got to like ride the wave with it.
0: Was there anything that you changed about your service or your offerings when you changed pricing?
1: I did. So that is when um, I started offering albums and frames. Um, And I work with a local framer, which I love. So it's very cut, very custom framing, which is, I think has made a really, you know, a big difference too. So it's not, you know, always just like your typical gallery wallet. I work with a lot of clients that we will put something together like this with their old family photos tied in with some of their new stuff tied in with art so that it is truly like what they want in their house and not just, you know, what we can design on the computer, which was, I really, really love. So I started offering albums and frames. I also shoot video. So I started offering video as an add on for sessions. So I definitely did make some changes. But at the end of the day, I still it was, you know, still the client wardrobe, still the same things. And my digital files were sold altogether. I stopped doing, you know, you can choose 5, 10, 15 and said I'm going to sell them all together because I've already edited all of them. I've already put the time into all of this. So, if I've done this, here and take them all. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of how I looked at it, too. And it was it would make me upset to think of somebody leaving images that I was like, those are my favorite ones. You don't love those. <laughs> like yeah. you need those. So, having my digital sold all together for me was a big a big change.
0: How many sessions would you say you're shooting? typical month?
1: Between, I, I'm happy with like, I always say like 10 a month, um, but five to 10, depending on what it is. So, um, I personally don't take more than five due dates in a month. Um, because then I have membership clients that are then booking the maternity sessions that month, and then a six month session that month. And then, um, honestly, and this might be like front upon, but I like to leave a little bit open because if I get an inquiry where I'm like, that sounds like a great session. I like, I really want to do this. I love to be able to take one more on, but also not having to take that, if that makes sense. How often would you say people add video? Oh, my newborn clients pretty frequently. I would say probably 50 to 75% of the time. And then usually those newborn clients that added on, they also will add it on for their one year session as well.
0: If you had to say the biggest mistake I made
1: in my business was. Hmm. I mean, a, not, not charging enough to be profitable. I do always say boundaries is a big one. I also think for me, I really try like if, My answer is no, if I don't do that for my, in my business regularly, I'm not going to make that, you know, that exception for somebody because it, I feel like it comes back. It will come back to bite you. If you say, I'm not going to do this for everybody, do not do it for one person. I think that is, that's a big one.
0: So tell me about just quickly about your client experience. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So I have also stopped sending things over on Instagram and Facebook. I have, again, that might be some people might be have something else to say about that. But for me, um, if someone you know says, oh, can you tell me more? I just direct them to my website. I put the link right there. They can fill out an inquiry form. So they'll fill that out. And then they'll get an automated response. I do all of my um, business stuff through 17 Hats, which has been, I think, very important and a way to run a business smoothly and organized. So I have all of my um, responses and things like that saved and generated in there. So I usually go back on within 24 hours, I try to, um, I'll send out, you know, that initial response where it's going to have all the information, what the process looks like, you know, a little bit about me and my style, you know, something for me is like, I, I do say in my initial email, like I do not do any like body altering. I, I don't do thinning and I will not change what you look like, because that is what we're capturing that again, might be ground upon by some other people. But I put that in my initial email. So that has also my pricing and everything like that. Um, and then I do offer to either hop on a call, answer any emails, or let me know if they want to move forward with booking. Truly, I feel like after it's been a couple of years now that I have had this business model, I have a lot of repeat clients, a lot of clients that book memberships and a lot, a lot of clients that have a lot of family in the area that also, you know, then come to me too. So a lot of clients book without getting on a call, maybe. 30% wanna get on a a call and I I really enjoy it. I think it is, I wanna make sure everyone understands the process, understands that, you know, I have the creative fee and then digitals and albums and frames are separate. And I like to talk about like the importance of it and how special the experience is to sit down and really be able to look at your pictures in print is, to me, I think is something really special. So I like to talk about that and I usually, Usually we'll make some sort of a joke cause you know, it is a lot of money. And I I definitely acknowledge that and, and say that, you know, this is an investment, but it's an investment that you are never going to regret spending money on ever. We'll hop on a phone call or we'll go ahead and move forward with booking. And then we'll have a newborn session or family session, milestone, whatever the session may be. And then I post usually a sneak peek within, I try to do it within three days. And then about two weeks after the session, I will contact them. We'll set up a time for them to come back into the studio, see their prints and then decide what they want to invest in at that time. But they do have to let me know ahead of time for video. So that's the only thing, but again, not, they're not paying for anything ahead of time, other Mm -hmm. than the creative fee. And then at that ordering appointment payments collected, they come in and I usually have, you know, some clients or some photographers do, a, you know, a beautiful welcome box. Um, for me, I was like, that's one more thing that I'm going to have to to ship out and add to my list. Um, but I love the idea because I thought they were so beautiful. And I was like, oh, that's really, you know, that's really special. So I ended up doing kind of like a thank you box. So at those ordering appointments, they come in and I have like, you know, it's a little white box to open that up and it has their prints inside. Um, and then, you know, usually handmade, I have some really pretty cards and, usually some of their little goodies and thank yous and things like that for them in there, and then they go through their prints at that time. And then payment is collected at that or ordering appointment. How important do you think your studio is to your business? It's not, I mean, not as important as pe- probably as what people would think. I think it can be as important as you want it to be, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I think you can focus on any part of your business and that can be a very important part of it, or it, can, or it can be as little as you want it to be. I enjoy it just because it makes my life easier to not have to deal with having wardrobe and all these things at my house. I'm like, I have enough things over here. I think it adds more of a sense of less stress for me. I think clients think it's pretty and it's nice, but I mean, I was booking at the same rate with the same prices for a year and a half before I had a commercial studio. So again, I think it's as important as you want it to be.
0: I just have one more question. It's interesting to me, especially like I've been in this a long time. I think now you could say you've been doing this for a long time. Like has your definition of success changed?
1: Oh, I think so. I think initially my goal was I want this to be a business. I want this to be able to be my full-time job. Then it goes to, you know, I want to make X amount of money. And then you realize like money is great, right? You need money to live. You need money to do the things that you want to do and set the goals that you want and to live the life that you want to live. For me, I think right now, this season of business and life that I'm in, I'm realizing that the ultimate goal for me is, is my time, is freedom of time. I mean, I left the hospital and right now I'm able to run you know a six-figure business and also be able to volunteer at my daughter's school once to twice a week and be in her classroom and you know pick them up if they're sick or not send them to you know daycare one day and go to the beach if we want to so just like to me i feel like sure money is it is needed and is necessary i don't want to downplay that by any means but the season of business that i'm in right now definitely my idea of success is your freedom of time and being able to choose what you do with
0: it. I've been listening to a book. I think it's called life worth living. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you've heard about it, Mm -hmm. but the whole, I think maybe it's Yale. This professor teaches this this class at at Yale. And it's like one of the most popular classes they say, but it's all around pretty much the premises. Like, are we living into the right goals basically? And so we spend so much of our life trying to make money but money is just the means to something else. Right. And most right. of us never get to that. Why are we working so hard to make all this money? Like that's as far as like we, a lot of us ever get is like, I know I got to have more. I got to you right. know, like, right. Like, but why, but why? Like, what, what are you going to do once you with more? with more? And maybe it does take lots of money to get there, but Maybe it doesn't, and so I think the older you get, the more you start start to ponder like, what do I need to work so hard for? What what am I working so hard for? And if that's to spend more time with family, and we're we're sacrificing all this time with family to work,
1: like it really doesn't
0: make sense.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, that was you know that's where I was at. I think leaving the hospital and again setting that boundary of no longer working weekends. It was exactly that. It was, you know, I, I set this goal to be able to do this and to run my own business and to have, you know, have this freedom and flexibility <laughs> just to work 24 hours a day instead. No, I just kidding, but truly, you know, to have this freedom and flexibility, but yet I'm working harder. I'm more stressed. I'm so anxious. Like that's no, you, you know, I think it's so important to take, take that step back and say, why am I doing this? And then being true to that, which is why you need to charge more so that you're not working. The <laughs> Absolutely. Time. Absolutely. Yep. Work smarter, so, not harder. Before I let you go,
0: like at the beginning, when you got emotional about your, maybe your family, I felt that like I, I started my business as a single mom. And I didn't come from a family with very much money, but I was lucky enough to have a dad that was like, you can do it. He would tell me as a little girl, you can do whatever you want. You know, you can, you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to want it bad enough. And so I spent a lot of years working really, really hard. And so Recently I think I shared, and I don't share this to be like look at me, but a big goal of mine, especially because I talk about my dad a lot, but you know, he passed away and I was so close to him and like a lot of our my memories with him were fishing or in a boat or on the water. So a big goal of mine is one day I'm gonna buy something on the water. And so this year it's a funny story, but we bought and it is a a fixer upper, nothing special. But it is on the water, a little lake cabin on the water. And when I walked into the house to look at it, my there was an antique sign on the wall. And it was my dad's name, J.R. Sanders. And it was like, it was like a little right. Like right. So we bought the little cabin and it was such a proud moment. Like I did this and it wasn't easy. And it was 20 years of really hard work and sacrifice. But it was just such an, emo- an emotional, an emotional thing for me, and so I just want to say, like, I see what you're doing, and I know how hard it is, and you should be so proud, and
1: you make me cry, i gonna have I a big cry fest, guys, <laughs> no. well, thank I, you. like, my
0: face has, like, been beak red the whole time, because yeah. I'm just, like, I really do feel, like, I, I think I'm learning, I'm, like, a Oh, they say an empath. Oh, me too. Yeah. I feel. All oh, is- I feel people's feelings. <laughs> hard, you know? And so, I just you know, I do. Like, I I know I know how hard it is. I Just want to say, I'm proud and congratulations. And for those of you that are just starting that journey, like it is hard, but you do get to a pinnacle where it's like, oh, I can breathe a little right, now. Right. You know, join so our community.
1: Let us love on you and cheer you on when it's hard. And that's what you put into it. So I think the biggest thing is that it truly is that community. And the some of the girls, a lot of the girls that joined that first month with me now, what was like, four, has it been four? I don't know how many years, uh, four, five, years. five years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Five years ago, I still talk to, you know, regularly and genuinely, you know, I think that is, that's a big part is a genuine community. So yeah, what whatever you put into it is what what you get out of it. And, you know, anybody can run a successful business if they're willing to have the heart and the time and the effort to put into it. But but thank you guys. I really, you know, I appreciate it. I could talk about this kind of stuff all day. So I appreciate you guys.
0: Well, tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you.
1: On Instagram is the best way. And it's Marissa Stone Photo. So M-A-R-I-S-A stone s-t-o-n-e yep come and give me a follow and i'm happy to chat and talk about these things all day photography kids you know come and um, shoot me a message and i'd love to chat with you guys thank you Marissa. bye guys
0: marissa thank you so much for sharing so candidly your journey from full-time speech pathologist to pivoting your career into photography full-time It's so great to hear from individuals who became photographers out of their true love for the industry and a desire to forge their own path outside of the norms of what society tells us that our career should look like. So you're an inspiration, Marissa. Thank you for sharing that with us today. In this episode, you heard Marissa share about the TMA membership and what that means to her and how it's helped her propel her business into growth she's witnessing today. The membership's not currently open for new members, but we'd love to have you join us when we reopen. So simply go to MotherhoodAnthology.com and click membership to join our waitlist. This way you'll be notified as soon as we do reopen our doors. In the meantime, you can join our free community on Facebook at The Motherhood Anthology Community. There you'll find other professional photographers navigating the highs and lows of photography business ownership as you likely are right now too. So I hope to see you there. Zig Ziglar said it so well, success is the doing, not the getting. In the trying, not the triumph, success is a personal standard, reaching for the highest that is within us, becoming all that we can be. If we do our best, we are a success. So from Ireland's to yours, until next time, friends.